0: Let's do a little exercise, but don't worry, you don't have to get up or do anything. All you have to do is use your little fingers, take out your phone, and save my phone number. Because you have your doctor's number on your phone, you have your dentist, you have your hairdresser. Why not your attorney have your attorney's number on your phone? Welcome to the Tip the Skills podcast, where we discuss running
1: and growing your law firm. I'm your host, Maria Monroy, president and co-founder of LawRank. Today, I am joined by Amanda DeManda. Demanda means to sue, and she's literally changing her last name to Demanda. I got to record this in Amanda's studio at her office, which is so legit, it's like, it's incredible. I, I want what she has, I want that studio. We talked about so many things, but primarily we really focused on building a personal brand, targeting the Hispanic community, why a trial lawyer can do advertising. We talked about her TV show, her commercials, customer experience at her firm, and how intentional they have been on building that. I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and letting me record in your studio. Like, what is this? It's a mini TV studio. T- start here, tell us, well, tell us your name,
0: your law firm, all that, and then I wanna talk about this. So I'm Amanda Demanda, and I'm Amanda Demanda Law Group is my, my personal injury practice out of Miami, but we take cases nationwide. And we are really focused on trying to educate the community on what they should do or how to be equipped or insured before they're in an accident or before they're in situations that then uh, we may not be able to help them in if they haven't been properly insured. So we do a lot of things like in this TV studio, we have our own TV show for the local community with a lot of like PSA type information. So that's how we end up with all this. Awesome. How often do you do the show? The show goes on TV once a day. Wow. Once a day? Monday through Friday. Yes. What channel? America TV. Really? Canal 41. I mean, you only get it really in the tri-county, South hmm. Florida area because um, it's still broadcasted, which uh-huh. is great. So we do get a lot of the older folks that watch it, especially, especially the Hispanics. That's my, my community, my target audience. Let's talk about your name. So, Amanda Demanda.
1: For those of you that don't know, Demanda means to sue and it also means a
0: lawsuit. In the personal injury space, in English, we say, are you sending demands or what's your demand? And that kind of translate in Spanish, the same thing. It's a demand. You're demanding something. But in Spanish, it's actually the doing, like, Amanda, demanda means I demand on your behalf or I sue on your behalf. It's the same word that's used for lawsuit. So my friends came up with it because I'm not only a demanding person and, like, <laughs> <laughs> wanting things done or... or you know, making things right or finding justice for people but also like I actually do lawsuits so it became a kind of a fun joke and it and it turned into my attorney name so when did you start your law firm I started my own law firm 4 years ago so in 2019 I decided I was with a partner and he was an older gentleman and did the law trial work Great attorney, but he didn't want to advertise. You know, a lot of attorneys, older gentlemen, think that's beneath them. They're kind of ashamed to do it, and I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, no one's going to send me a case unless I tell them what I do. So I thought the best way to do that was to advertise, and I have a marketing background. So he didn't want to do that. So I ripped the bandaid and I went on my own in 2019. And I thought 2019, you know, I'm going to get all my ducks in a row. I'm going to set up the firm and the computers, the software. Finish trying a few cases I had. Uh, and then 2020, I'm just going to, you know, blow this up. <laughs> and then we all know what happened 2020. Yep. So it kind of put a stop on that. But it gave me some time to reflect on really defining the brand or what I wanted to do with it. So then I really didn't start truly advertising or buying like ad space till like 2022. So I would say that in an advertising capacity, my firm's been operating
1: for two years. That's amazing. And I mean, obviously, you guys can't see her office, but it's like, it's legit. It's oh, really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. But I think that there's a misconception when people see um, an advertising lawyer, especially someone willing to make their name, because you're legally changing your last name to the Manda. That's correct.
0: I mean, that's some commitment, dude. I know. But but this, listen to this. I, you know, women, first off, women in our in our culture and in many cultures are expected or they they take on a husband's name. Uh, yes, and I did not. I well, I I moved my maiden name to my middle name, which is actually starts with a D. So I'm actually Amanda D. Surreal when I get married. Mm-hmm. But I said, if I change my name for a guy, why yeah. wouldn't I do it for my career? Absolutely. And I'm a real big. Well, since I studied marketing and did marketing before being an attorney, I truly believe in building a personal brand for attorneys is paramount, especially because the service we sell is the attorney. Yeah, is their honesty, their trust their persona. And if you don't build on that, and we could talk a little bit more about that or how yeah. I came up with my brand, but um, I think that that's very important for the type of service attorneys give. Yes. Um, and so I said, you know, I'm going to double down on my name because that's what people know me as. Uh, that's how people know me in the court. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually proud of it.
1: You should so. be proud of it. But I guess where I was going with it is that people will see your brand and they'll just assume that you're not a trial lawyer. But yeah. that's incorrect.
0: Well, that's the best part. Cause I love when opposing counsel assumes that. But you've actually <laughs> <That's> tried <laughs> actually my favorite. Yeah, I'm actually fourth on a docket uh starting in two weeks. So uh I'm, you know, in the middle of child prep right now if that's we need crazy. to go on a How do you do case. it all? And you have kids. Yes, I do have kids. How many kids do you have? I have two kids, uh seven and five. Wow. Uh actually we both have to be out here. At yes. a certain time, because I have to go to dance practice and a little league game. And then you have some commitments too yeah. with your kids. Um, but I don't think of it. How do I do it? all? I just do it. <laughs> I think Nike has the best slogan. I almost like, I just, just do it. Just do it. And we were talking about this with some of the producers. You know, when I first started doing my TV show, it was like in a really small office with. Just one little backdrop, and it's not because I knew that's the caliber of TV I wanted to produce, or the best I could do, or the best idea I had. That's the budget I had, the time I had, but I did it. I just put it out there, and I think that kind of pulling, you know, the plug on things is the most important thing. Just kind of going for it. If you don't start, then you know it all lives in your head, and that's it. So yeah,
1: and so in terms of let's talk about uh, building a personal brand because I think so many lawyers are not, I mean, they're just not doing that or they don't see the value in it. And now it's even more complex because people are talking about selling a law firm. So mm-hmm. then it's like, well, do I want to create a personal brand
0: when I might want to sell my law firm down the line? Well, a few things. If you aren't committed to building your own brand, which I recommend, um, then you really have to sit down and do exercises and things that attorneys never do. They're not They're not business people per se that's not a schooling we go to that's not what you're doing with your peers at different conferences unless you really throw yourself into some of the ones that that tap into that but you need to think of who you are as a person what colors represent your firm have a branding guide a slogan a logo things like that just really solidify the vision because if not then it's all over the place and no matter how many efforts you put into making a really cool commercial you spend a ton of money with a big production company you buy a ton of ads on the local tv But you do something that doesn't pop or doesn't define you from the next law firm. You're there shaking a hand of a client, walking down the courtroom, you know, Mm -hmm. the courthouse steps. And they're beautiful shots and everything like that. And that's great content maybe for your website. But you're not memorable. And that you're just throwing away money. If you're not doing something that is repetitive and building a brand, then you're going to lose money. So I think that attorneys that really want to build a brand owe it to themselves to really sit down and study um, that idea of what's the storyboard, what are your, for example, I went with pink for my law firm. Is pink my favorite color? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not my favorite color. I don't even really wear that much pink in my personal life. But as you can see, I'm on brand today. My firm pens are pink. And when I studied the market, I I knew I wanted to, the type of law I'm in is accident, loud, urgent. It's not like complex litigation. It's not a family law attorney that's kind of like a slower thing. It's like when you're in an accident, you're going to call someone right away and you got to be top of mind. And the colors that are urgent colors are the reds, the yellows, everything that's in a fast food. Look at Burger yep. King, look at McDonald's, KFC. They're all like bright, urgent colors. Um, So I decided to go with pink because red has been done. And I studied my market. There's other people who have done the red and the blue, try to be very patriotic. There's some people who've done, you know, the green with the money. And I thought, well, I'm a single woman owned firm. I'm going to go with pink. And I know that my direct market, that's another thing. When you're doing a marketing plan, you have to really identify who's your target audience and see what works for them, what offends them, what doesn't, what triggers them to call you or not. And I knew that my core base of audience was going to be Hispanics. And I know that Hispanics are not going to have an issue with the color pink. They're not going to think, you know, breast cancer awareness, or they're not going to, they're not going to think about certain things that may be in the English market. So you have to really study those things. And I I went with that color because I wanted to make a splash. And I also knew that there was a competitor that kind of had a foot out of my market during that time and they were using pink and I capitalized on it. So it was very strategic. <laughs> it's, it it's not sounds just like, like, like oh, pink and Barbie and I'm blonde. No, it's actually. And this actually... was
1: the first thing that you did. So
0: you first said, OK,
1: let me solidify who my target audience is going to be. Yes. Let me solidify the brand. And then after you did that, you said, OK, pink, Hispanic. Right. What did you just like? What was the next step? What was the first M- marketing thing that you did was at the tv show was it some commercials? no so
0: i and it's interesting because i met with a few people to try to help me either produce something or even to do business cards and logos and i said i'm going with pink and they said oh, i don't know about that people are not going to like it and whenever you have a gut instinct about something or you study it or you know why you're doing it you can't let the noise come in so i said no i'm doing it this way and it's it, it, this is what i want um, because I have the vision. So I am like, if you don't see it yet, you're just not meant to see it. (laughs) You know, I'm not, I can't work with you. Uh, because I, I really wanted to, to grow it a certain way and I'm still building it now. But I always say this to personal injury attorneys also, because they say I've done these groups, try to help other attorneys to really write down what their goals are, and what their market is. Everyone's like, well, everyone who's injured. I want to target yeah, but that's not how marketing works, right. you know. Yeah, and and if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna cast a wide net. You're gonna the ad dollar can only go so far, and you're not picking the path of least resistance. Like, what do you really appeal to? I know that there's certain level of education or people or older people that may be like, I'm not calling her. I want an older guy with a gray hair. That's why right. I want to rub me. So I got to be honest about that and not say it's not personal against me. They're just never going to call me. And you OK with that. I'm, that's OK. But there are people that call you. Right. So you have to pick the path of least resistance and be honest with yourself. Also, I love the attorneys that are like, well, I just want the catastrophic injury. I'm like, yeah, so does everybody else. Yes. So uh, that's interesting. But the way I started the marketing, once I had the vision, I met with a few people and I, I had ab- broadcast before um, I studied it. So and somebody gave me a great tip. And what you're doing now with podcasts is great. They said, before you go and have a TV show where you have to fill airtime, which is not only listening, you know, but visuals and everything, you, you should go and do a radio show. Because if you're able to fill the air on a radio show without there being any awkward silence where nobody's just looking at you, you can't entertain them any other way but by talking, then you could have a TV show. Because if not, if you can master that, that improvisation, the calls coming in, how to answer things on the fly, different topics, then it's very hard for you to uh, then jump in and do a whole TV show. Because then you're just like... That on camera it's gonna be very boring i mean i still have pretty boring content we're talking about (laughs) law stuff right Right. (laughs) so i have to try to make it it fun right yeah but i think that you have to really be honest with yourself and see you know just try little by little and not be scared to to do something and i admire people who just start what they can with a podcast with a social media account just start doing it. you have to practice so the first thing you did was radio i did radio on an am station in spanish
1: yes and then what came after that this was what 20
0: i started i actually started the radio show in 20 end of 2020 okay um but it was just like once a week half an hour i would go to the studio i would practice with the mics and just felt comfortable with the the topics because i came from 6 years of being partnered with somebody all we did was trial work i mean if i went to one happy hour to network or something it was like a rarity um but very It wasn't like I was talking to the consumer much about, you know, our services or our product or what we do. So I had to really develop that, that type of talk that's not like shop talk, you know, like with other attorneys that are going to understand the elements of negligence, right? Right. The common person's like, what are you talking about? And they don't want to. And on top of that, I had to do it in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And I'm fluent in Spanish, but there's still words like you violate a statute, you can't you know, in Spanish, if you literally translate "violó," means it means <laughs> to, rape. To the rape, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you, know, you got to. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. So what's the word? Well, you can say "violonartatu," but you say it like you got to preface it correctly. Oh, or, I see. Or you know, or so just, it is the right word. It's just has a yeah, double so, meaning. But it was funny because when you're trying to flow and you're like, the, you know, the word, but you're like, I'm not, I'm not just going to say this because it may sound wrong. So it forces you to really, you know, hone in on your craft and and learn. So. What's
1: also really cool about it is that the Hispanic community, uh, like in terms of knowledge, I would peg them like really, really low. So the fact that you're educating them, because a lot of people are immigrants, they might actually be more open to it. Because Americans, some Americans feel like, oh, well, I'm an American, like I know what I know. Like they think they know it all, right? Or they just, they don't really think
0: about it. Well, I think the important thing is not so much level of education per se, but it's also what you're talking about. There are migrating to a country that has completely different rules right the way insurance works in this country and the fact that every state has its own rules Mm -hmm. we're like 50 different countries like put together we're the united states right and i think that's lost on 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 people to understand that not everyone comes with that knowledge so we have to be patient and teaching your consumer what you do and how you do it and then when you represent them i also have something called like the client journey from the moment they call us how we approach them i and I, get, I take this from the Ritz, you know, the Ritz, you go into their bedrooms, you, they want you to touch it, feel it, smell it, hear it. So they're, they're forced to have their TV on with certain music. It's, I hate that, actually. They're forced, but... They need to stop that music what? thing. I've posted about it before. I'm so, like, does anyone else also fucking hate this? What, when you walk in and there's yeah, music? Yeah, it's just so loud. And then like, where's the remote? And like, I'm like... But it was intentional. But, I mean, you could write to them, but they've done studies on it. So they, but their so thing it's is... Supposedly it works? Yes. They want you to be transformed. It's a whole experience. Mm. When you go into their room, you hear whatever, like, depending where you're at. It may be like... I mean, you could drop me in a Ritz and I'd probably... I'm, I would know I'm there. So, yeah. So, it does you work. Smell it, you t- You feel it. Everyone greets you a certain way. So, I try to do that. And I think what I was going to talk about, you're talking about attorneys that just maybe want to sell their brand. Yes. And what happens with that is that it's very hard to build a culture for the right reasons. And I say this for the right reasons because I do things because I care about my clients. And it's hard to build a culture of employees that don't feel like you're just trying to wait for the perfect lucrative opportunity to slip them all off to a new person and you can't, your employees smell it, mm. right? If the name of the firm is me yeah, and I'm here and this is my ethics and this is what we stand for, no matter who comes and tries to buy me out, that's what it's going to have to be because it's my likeness. If you're just, you know, accident.com I
1: mm-hmm.
0: don't... You know, Listen, I don't knock those people. If they want to do that. That's a whole different business model. You right. just have to be honest with yourself. What am I building? So from the inception of your marketing storyboard and, and branding guide, you are in that bucket. Right. And not the one of personal branding because then you're going to waste at dollars or marketing dollars trying to find the vision. So that's one thing I would say. Just be very clear what type of business you're trying to build. Is it a volume? Is it not? Are you a trial? Are you going to be sending things out because you're not going to try them? So those are things that I think attorneys need to be honest with themselves to either do at an inception of when they're growing something or at some moment, take um, a step back and, and do the study, you know, run your KPIs. What are your margin settlements? You know, like what, what is your average attorney fee? Is it working? What's your cost of acquisition? What market are you in?
1: So if a firm cares about having a brand and having a personal
0: brand, how do you recommend that they build that? Um, I think an attorney,, uh, if they want to be a personal brand, I think you start with um, identifying who you are and and even just because you're a person doesn't mean you're not a brand. Like what color represents you? You know, I'm a really dark khaki, you know, like <laughs> well, that's you who you are, you know, like and you want to go with that and you believe in that. And then what's a slogan that really identifies you? Well, my slogan's actually my name, Amanda Demanda. I think right. If you know Spanish, and it's so catchy, and, and it right and it, it rhymes, so it does. I think, oh look, I think they have coffee for us, Ooh. cafecito. Try to get us to wake up here, and of course, thank you. All right, thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: And see, thank even you. um your little cups with a phone number. Yes. So even my my little cafecito cups are branded. Why? Because Hispanics love cafecito, especially Cubans. Yes. And South Florida is. Um, I'm actually Cuban American um so they love cafecito and I actually part of my tv show sometimes I say let's have cafecito together or I will tell them you know now that you've been watching me let's do a little exercise but don't worry you don't have to get up or do anything all you have to do is use your little fingers take out your phone and save my phone number because you have your doctor's number on your phone you have your dentist you have your hairdresser why not your attorney have your attorney's number on your phone and make them save it? And I said, now that you saved it, text me. I'm going to send you something. And I sent them things like this, especially if I did it during that segment. They love it. The viejitos call. They love it.
1: What's a viejito? Tell our oh, viejitos
0: the, the elder community, you know, your grandma and grandpa. So, in um it's strong Cuban coffee. It's so good. In, in the Hispanic community. Abuela knows best. Grandma knows best. So a lot of times when people call us and they're younger and they're like in a noob accident, it's like, how'd you hear about us? It? Like, well, I got home and I was like hurting and my grandma's like, you still haven't called Amanda? Like, it's it. like, and I duh. believe it. And people stop.
1: Well, so hold on before we get to all that. So you do the, the radio and then what happened? Because now
0: you're doing so many things. I did a lot of community outreach stuff. um, Toy drives myself. I still do. Uh, We do our own turkey drive for the community and just putting our name out there. And and people start to take notice. And then we put up a billboard. And I put the billboard right by the courthouse. Because I wanted the judges and the attorneys to know I've arrived.
1: (laughs) I love that. Because
0: if Mm -hmm. you can afford a billboard, and a lot of people knock billboard attorneys, and you know what I say to that, you just can't afford it yet. Because if you can put your face on one, you will, especially if you do accidents.
1: But a lot Let's be of, honest. Like, what, a lot of some... lawyers
0: can afford it and they won't do it. Well, then shame on them. I'll take all of them. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's OK. I'm I put my face fan. on a car. I put my face on a billboard, on a bench. I don't care. I don't care if you sit on my face on the bench. I don't even care. <laughs> it's OK. But, you know, that's that's my brand. Some people have brands that they want to protect in a certain way. And I respect that as long as they're clear about that vision and they're not expecting volume uh, business from not putting their face on things. you right. Right. If you want to be the fancy, only complex, you know, federal court, I only do like mass tort if it's like a certain type of drug and things like that. I respect that. But if they're true to themselves, that's fine. I just, you know, I don't knock anybody's uh, hustle or how they've approached things and but it, it's interesting sometimes to see um, other people have the per- the perception they have. Like you said, yeah. people don't think you're a trial attorney. Well, it's great. I, I really hope it, they don't think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <it's, laughs> so, it works in your favor. But
0: we okay. tried to do it little by little. Just exposure and repetition was really the. So the billboard and then because you have some you have some fun commercials. So we did some commercials um, and I, I do part of the storyboard. Some of the guys that helped that help me in those meetings are here uh, and. I just come up with like and then I get on top of the 18 wheeler and then I pretend to jump off and they're like okay. <laughs> then I get to the set and they're like there's your ladder and I'm like oh my god this thing is so high up. Uh but we have fun with it. So but I'm okay with doing the cheesy commercial some people are not. So that's just a matter of what, you know, but I have all this creative living in my head and not all attorneys have that. So I recognize that and I say oh well, I'm going to capitalize on it. At least in my market Hispanic um florida uh tv is king you know t- really? tv is king um well yeah commercials, watch a lot of like univision yeah. and what Telemundo, right so i i and i do a lot of collaborations with them because i'm um i just reach out to producers i said listen this this accident happened and it was tragic and this is the law and if you want my soundbite here it is and i just send them my soundbite and they call me that's crazy because you're helping the reporter do their work and I don't mind sharing with everybody what I do because 99% of you are not going to do it. No, they're not going to do it. Not going to do it. I but just some, do it. Some I people just do might it. in another market <laughs> so, um, or but, take tips, right. you know? Yeah. I used to, I, I studied broadcast production on my first college degree, my first bachelor's and a double major in political science. And I know how hard it is for a reporter to build a story, to get sound bites, to get factual information because you're a journalist. It has to be factually checked. And and then get B-roll and then sound bites And then by the by the 5 o'clock news, your story has to be ready. You have to do linear editing, plug and play, go get the B-roll, stand in front of the place. That's why a lot of the times the reporter's like, I'm here in front of the hospital. Why, why are they there? Because they want to try to get B-roll. They want to try to get witness statements. And they weren't able to. So they go back in the truck and just plug and play what they got. So if you're an attorney and you're going to add light to, by the way, the law is that you shouldn't run the stop sign or whatever it is, which is very common sense. And they know you're a local attorney and you have some authority that gives them like 15 seconds off the the one minute story they have to do they're going to plug it now
1: everything you've done from like the grassroots to the tv show the you know commercials social media what has that been like in terms of like people recognizing you maybe even in core or oh. cuz you've you've told me stories in the past that I'm like Well That's there's really cool. there's
0: a, two things that come to mind um I'll be at my kid's school and I'll sponsor like you know they do a a chili cook-off or some barbecue thing. And all the parents that have companies will sponsor something. So I'll sponsor, but no one thinks anything of it because I have a law firm. Someone else has an AC company, whatever. But we'll be there. And then the families are there. And then the grandparents of the little kids start to ask me for pictures. And my friends who are the parents of the kids are like, why are my parents asking for a picture with you? And it's like, I'm Santa Claus. Like they're lining up. And I'm like, well, because I have a TV show in Spanish. And to the Hispanic community, if you're on TV, the, the people link, I don't know why, they link TV or being a politician with like authority or intelligence. And they're just talking heads, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, a lot of the people that have TV, they're just reading a teleprompter from the, the, the writers that are writing the monologue or writing the script and, and the storyline and all that. So, but then I have to tell to all the other parents, like, no, I said I have a TV show. Cause I'm never like, Hey, I'm famous. Like I still, what I mainly do is come into the office, draft motions, go to hearings, go to trial, be involved in trial associations. That's what I really do most of, but you know, people don't see that day to day. So there's that. And then there was, um, I think about not the last jury I picked the jury before that. You always ask, like, does anyone here recognize anybody in the room, any of the attorneys, the bailiff, the judge? Does anyone know anyone that works in the court system? And someone goes like, yeah, I know you. You're, you're the attorney from TV. You're the best attorney. And I was like this older Hispanic guy. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. You know, you're not going to use that against me, whatever it is, anybody else. So then now it was awkward. You know, opposing counsel's always like, strike him, right? <laughs> like, when he's not going on this jury. But then um, it, it was interesting because I, I kind of toy with that. Sh- should I be the one? you know, trying the case is also, and I I loved trying a case. That's why I did this because no one was going to refer me a case that was worth anything unless I made a name for myself because all the business to business law firms are going to send it to the older guy with the gray hair because he has more experience because he's more likable by the jury, according to studies and things like that. So I had to go get my own. And now it's like, I'm also the one trying it. So it was interesting. That was an interesting one because you're not supposed to talk to the jurors, shake their hands, smile with them, interact. And when they're getting dismissed for us to, to try to panel the jury and go over the strikes and stuff like that, he walks out and he's like, oh, because then he continued. He said, OK, so you're not going to hold that against anybody here? No. Yeah, but let me just tell you, I didn't like that last commercial <laughs> because... You kind of, uh, you know, like you were just, the way you moved from one building to the next, I know that you didn't jump the buildings. And I was like, well, it was like an edit in the commercial. He didn't like it. I said, well, this is, I'm not focused. Like, this is not focused for my commercial. (laughs) But when he was walking out, he wanted to apologize that he said that in front of everybody. So he comes over to my table and he like gives me his hand and he kind of hugs me and he's like, you're the best attorney. Don't worry about it. And I was just like, okay, I can't talk to you. And then he didn't get picked. Obviously. (laughs) And then when the judge is like, if I don't call your name, uh, you just get up and go. And, he, and anybody have questions, he raises his hand. And he says, I have a question. If I don't get picked, can I still hang out and watch? Because she is the best attorney. No. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's not a novella. You can't just stay. <laughs> I'm like Well, you technically can stay and watch. But we would definitely have to ask, uh, you know, all the questions to the jurors about, well, if, if someone's an advertising lawyer, would you hold that against them? Would you hold it against my client? Or uh, do you think attorneys that advertise? Or... So then, you know, I also do, well, does anyone hold it against Geico for having a gecko sell you insurance? And be on every billboard. Does anyone hold it against that? And we're not supposed to talk about insurance in the trial. But are we just talking about advertising in general, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, I try to <laughs> already get ahead of that like that. Well, we're not going to. Who thinks that people that come to the court for a slip and fall are, you know, it's, it's a bad way to use a system? Oh, me, you know, and I said, well, who thinks that a company that that is negligent and is uh, dragging out a case for six years to not pay the injured person is using the court system in the wrong way just because they have the money to pay attorneys for six years. Right. So I yeah. try to flip it on them. So I just do things like that. I mean, I think it's fine. That's why trial really keeps you on your feet. And I would I would hate to not do it. But that's one of the instances where marketing has been interesting to um, recognition has become something interesting. So. But it's also so cool. No. Yeah, my marketing worked. This yeah. guy's like watches me daily, knows my commercials, knows that I have a new commercial.
1: And they feel like they know you. Yeah. So he's like coming up to you, like he's like super comfortable. You're like, I've never met you. Like,
0: yes. You know? We have a lot of people call and they're like, no, I want to talk to Amanda. Cause I've, I met her. I know her. <laughs> my staff is like, I don't know. I don't know if you know her, but but that's great. I want that level of that they feel they know me, that level of trust. Um, And I think that's like social media stuff comes in and I was going to talk about that It's not like social media has direct return on investment depending how you you use it And if that's some people swear by it and only do that and it works Um, But social media is really a validity of that you're a real person or you're a real company And I think that in today's uh, day and age if you don't have all the platforms Are you a real company? Because it's so easy to really have all of them and even the younger generations are looking at you like, you don't have TikTok. Yeah. You're not real. Like you don't care enough to address my generation, or that's where they consume, that's where they consume information of how to dress, how to cook, recipes, how to drive, um, their news. Yep. They're consuming everything from those applications, and you have to be aware of that. So it's not necessarily like, I don't care how many followers I have, I've never cared how many likes views i get i don't care about that i just try to put content that that makes people feel connected with me um and it's informing them one way or the other and it just creates that
1: also that repetition where they keep seeing you right right no matter where they go they're gonna see you
0: yeah and i i'm I'm really big on listen I, i handle very tragic cases with injuries or deaths so i try to be bubbly and happy because I want them to feel like that there is a silver lining or there is some hope somewhere. So I, am very intentionally try to be um, loud in what I wear and stand out and be like, okay, she's strong and optimistic. And but listen, I, I, I get home sometimes and I tell my husband, I'm, I'm like the punching bag of adjusters, opposing counsel, the judge, my own client because you're constantly either fighting with someone, explaining something, dealing with someone that just doesn't understand why this tragedy happened to them. So it, it takes a lot to to pull all that together. So I, I intentionally build it into my brand and my day to day and how my employees approach clients and their problems and what that client journey should look like for every single client. And you guys have grown so quickly. So what
1: What does that growth look like from 2019 to
0: 2023? 2019 through basically all of 2020, it was uh, me, my paralegal, and my husband will help me like do the books because I'm trying cases and I have time. And now we're 25 plus. I think we have a few other people starting next week. Uh, We're five attorneys. So that's amazing. Congrats. Exponential.
1: That's really quick. (laughs) Yeah. Does it
0: feel good? Uh, It feels great. It feels great. But it it's a lot to juggle. Like any business, you have your ups and downs and um, you're constantly building systems and, and doing things. It's not for the faint of heart. I always say anyone could anyone could do it. Right. And you hear all these entrepreneurs say it's on your dreams or and they receive the Oscar. Everyone could do it. Just believe. Well, I'll tell you what, you could believe all you want and you could dream it all you want. But unless you start and you have the pain tolerance, I mean, literally the stomach for it, you can't do it. And you got to be realistic with yourself. So you just have to go and do it. Like, how many people do we know? or I, A lot of athletes, are? they're tall, they're huge, they're great, they're fast. And they start playing NFL football and they're done in a month because they don't have the pain tolerance. They don't have the mindset. So you have to be really honest with yourself that you're going to be in it no matter what you're, no matter you fail, no matter what you do. And I remember leaving my old partner, my husband saying, are you sure? Right. Cause you're making good money. You have a stable career. You have a certain reputation in the community. You try cases. And I was like, listen, what's the worst that could happen. I'm employable. I can manage the shit out of a target. You know, like I I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> like I I can work somewhere. I have so many different degrees, so many different jobs. Like I have zero pride in that regard. And I think some of the issues you may find, and you work a lot with attorneys, is um, this thing called ego. No. <laughs> so that, that, I think it, that stunts it, a lot of people's growth and a lot of people's vision to, to market. Because a lot of them may have more ideas than they think. They just, you know, stop themselves from doing it.
1: Yeah, it's one of my annoyances because we primarily work with trial lawyers. And most of our clients will not go and do a billboard. No matter, or any sort of really like, what we call offline advertising. Like right. they'll do the digital and they're happy with that. They don't necessarily want to go and do that. It's a reoccurring theme. Like in almost almost every episode at this point, this is touched on. Because I'm trying to encourage people well, that maybe just,
0: you should tell them this story. Um if you build only on a website, okay, which you should have and you should have Google Maps and you should have Every social platform, like I just said, but if you build only on one of those or only rely on that, and nobody in the community knows you, that's a big mistake. For example, Instagram. When I first started my Instagram, I um, was it twenty twenty one? Someone created a fake Instagram of me. They always do. They're always trying to create ones to steal my leads. They're trying to tap into my phone lines. You know, the runners, the people that are trying to, they really mess up the business, right? So um someone made a fake instagram of me and i reported them but they reported me so instagram just deleted my account
1: instagram no. just deleted
0: my account i couldn't get it back up i couldn't speak to anybody so what did i do i sued instagram i sued instagram and miami Dade, and they answered <laughs> obviously they had to avail yeah. themselves uh because i was like no one's gonna answer i'm gonna sue you and uh you know so you are amanda demanda yes i'm gonna demanda i need to live up to the name Yes. So I sued them to get it back on. But can you imagine if only my, my business would have come from that, from Instagram? People double down on Instagram. It's crazy to me. And then there's also TikTok. TikTok was just up in Congress talking about restricting it entirely and not, and not using it. Listen, I lived in China six months. I could tell you how they restrict their social media over there. They don't use TikTok. You don't have access to Facebook. You don't even have access to news stories. You're watching CNN and it just blacks out. They don't even try to sugarcoat it. it just blacks out. They don't want you to hear that story and then it comes back on. That's China. That's crazy. Right? So TikTok, but we're so naive to believe that in this country, they can't just change the law. They can. And this, this is really interesting for you. Uh, Right now, the Department of Justice is in trial against Google. Mm -hmm. So they're against Google right now. And that goes to all the SEO efforts, your Google Maps. They're suing them for monopolizing, not for trying to start a monopoly, but they became a monopoly. And their real thing is that they, the the United States law of antitrust is basically if you know you become a monopoly and then you continue to use your deep pockets to monopolize or to keep competitors out intentionally, like cutting a deal with Samsung and Apple to be the default browser, then um, then you're intentionally monopolizing, and that's against the Sherman Act and antitrust. That's actually one of the minors I did in law school. Um, so. That's a big problem because when they sued uh, in two thousand, when when the DOJ, the Department of Justice, sued Microsoft for bundling its products, and that's why every computer came with it, and and nobody else can break into it, you know, it was like Word, Excel, and and those they they're still king, but they made them dissolve. So that's gonna come down now, and that's really big in your world. So I don't well,
1: know. In Europe, I want to say this was in Europe. They had an issue with Google Maps. I don't remember like exactly what happened, but. Europe had like had issues with Google and was like, hey, this map pack situation has to go away. Like unless because nobody knows how the algorithm works. And so they had all this drama. And that's why I always tell our clients, look, diversify. Like I'm glad this is working, but like you want to dominate your market, not just digitally. Like you want to dominate it from every possible aspect. And the funny thing is is that by doing that, your cost per case is actually going to go down across the board. I see it with our clients that do TV and radio and billboards. Their cost per case across the
0: board is lower than the clients that don't, that don't have a brand. Yeah. My cost of acquisition in my market, I know it I know it compared to other competitors, is, is way lower. It's way lower um, because you're building a brand. Not just a website, which is there, there's like I said, there's some different business models. But if you're doing just SEO, right, um, you're leaving a lot of money on the table, or actually, you're—I don't want to say just uh, wasting money, but you may not be maximizing on your spend. You're because, not because of the conversion. So right, p- firms that do firms that
1: have a brand convert better via SEO. So the the beauty of SEO is that somebody's searching for a PI lawyer. So you know that when you're building a brand, you're hoping that they remember you when they actually need you. With SEO, they're they're searching for you. It's time. Hey, I need a lawyer,
0: right? When I look at my Google searches, because I really don't do like any Google Ad buys. People think that's crazy, but it's like, oh, my stuff is like guerrilla marketing, like old school marketing, mm-hmm. um, traditional marketing. Because I was like, why am I gonna start with the most expensive like line item when right. I could just start with something more community level um but people go and they're already searching amanda demanda right You have they're a not, yeah they're not looking for a car accident attorney near me and then you know we found out a certain people were buying my name and i'm trademarked and google still allows you to do it but there's other big names that god forbid you do that i've never done it but i know other people that have gotten reprimanded by those big firms yeah um so i started sending all those letters too yeah. Especially to the big firms that were doing it the, back to me. Well, the problem
1: is, is that it doesn't mean that the firm is, and you and I might have talked about this before, but it's not that it's necessarily that the firm is targeting your name. Google does it by itself. No, I know. It could broad
0: match you, yes. right? But some people are actually buying it. Yes. yes. Okay, that's so, a problem. That's a different. There's that's a, a that's There's a, a, a specific problem. website. You go incognito and you can see who's buying it for what market, for what language, and for what device. That's a huge problem. And those
1: are the people you were sending. Yeah,
0: these sis and desist letters, right? Um, But it's interesting because if you don't build the brand, it's going to be hard, like to your point, to continue to just, to originate things just by one um, medium, like SEO or just Instagram or just TV, because people are expecting you to be a complete Company and brand, and especially the the world we're in, everything's very communicate uh, communicated. So, there are studies that show, like back in the fifties, if you were targeted three times by a brand, it kind of you were committed to, like you kind of remembered it. Then it went up to like eight times you had to be exposed, and now it's up to like twenty times. That's crazy. That you have to be exposed. I left off at nine because because of the the amount the of amount. brands and how quick we we consume information. So it's almost like even in my TV show, I'm always talking about the same stuff, but I try to deliver it in different ways. So we have a different segment with a judge. We talk about it or we'll try to do a story that's not in the studio or show them a picture, show them a video. And do you record it daily or you record five in one day and then they go out? Oh, yeah. No, we record. We bulk record. OK, good. So I usually record. Like... Um, I'll do like an eight hour day shoot. Jesus. And we get a lot of.
1: A Cafecitos? lot of cafecito,
0: a lot of voice therapy. Um, So really voice therapy? Yeah, I have to go to
1: voice therapy because I overuse my voice. That makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about targeting
0: the Hispanic community. Well, I think I'm very honest with the, the market I live in. I think in Miami and in South Florida, we can easily say 90% of our population speaks Spanish. It's crazy. I'm still not used to it. I recognize that even the people like myself, who were born here, who speak English, that's really my first language, and went to school here and speak English most of the time in my life, if I hear a Spanish commercial, if I hear Spanish news, it I'm consuming it. There are billboards in Spanish here. Yeah, like mine. <laughs> well, yes,
1: like yours. But others, like big brands, yeah. have billboards yeah. in
0: Spanish, so it blows my everyone mind. Everyone consumes it because the bilingual community is like, okay, it's there, got it. And the Hispanic community or the Spanish-speaking community is only going to consume it if it's in Spanish. So I recognize that right off the bat. Spanish path of, you know, least resistance. Number two, no matter how much I look very, you know, I guess white girl, but you know, if, you, if you're if you a Cuban or Hispanic, you know we come in every color. But, right. and in every shade, and every, every uh, hair color and stuff like that. So, to me, in Miami, that that wasn't gonna be, you know, a hurdle. But I I recognize that I do have a Miami accent, right? Whatever that is, because uh, I I stayed in in Miami for undergrad for I have four bachelors for all that time. And then when I went to law school, I was like, I went up to Gainesville, which is North Florida, and I got there, and the the women would say, "Oh my God!" And they also talk now that I I take voice, you know, coaching, so. They don't talk from the front of their mouth. They talk from here. Mm -hmm. So everything's like here. I'm like, oh, my God, where's your accent from? And I didn't know I had an accent. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm from Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I guess people in Boston have an accent. New Yorkers and Miami definitely has. I'm starting to notice that. An accent.
1: I want to touch on your customer experience because you touched on it that from the very beginning till the end. What does that look like? Because I know that's really hard to implement. Well, first you
0: build it. You write it out you vision like what is it your clients really want or need and we have a certain way we do our first car welcome car intake and then once we do retain the client we send them um, a welcome kit which includes you know their retainers their documents and like a little gift and the gift is usually If it's a car accident, it's usually related to something you put in your car. Like, we have this little sleeve that has our information on it where you put, like, your insurance and on registration. You put in your glove compartment. We have mints that are shaped like cars you put in your car, an air freshener, a mint, floss, things that go in your car, tissue. And then, you know, we also send them, like, a pen, a diary for them to keep log of, like, their injuries, their appointments, things like that. So we send them, like, a welcome gift. You Um, ship it to them or you give it to them in person if they come in? Depends. If they come in, we give it to them in person. If not, we ship it to them. Wow. Okay. But um, we have a lot of people come in person, believe it or not. But probably because I swear they just want to meet you. They do. The viejitos, the, the elder people want to meet me. Um, sometimes I don't even have a case. And they come. <laughs> you're, you're making that up. No. I, I'm going to get okay. back to client journey. I, I but I, I have see to tell this. you this story. Okay. This 92-year-old man insisted on coming in to meet me because he had a case, because he had a case. And he had been calling the, the intake and saying, I think I have a case because I fell, whatever. But, and, and they were trying to send him, obviously, electronic stuff, was not going to work. He's 92. But uh, to send someone out to him. And he refused. No, no, no. I don't want anyone to come to my house. Or, so he comes. He makes an appointment. I make time. I go to the big conference room. We have all this stuff laid out. And he's there. And his like, 70-year-old daughter brought him, super elegant lady. She's just sitting in the corner, letting her dad do his, you know, his business. She's just over there on her phone. And the dad starts like, you know, one time I fell on a slippery floor in a bank. And I'm like, OK, which bank? What area? What, why were you there? <laughs> Never mind. That happened a few years ago. Actually, that happened like 10 years ago. That's not a case. I'm like, no, that's not a case. So and he's like, he brings these pictures and it's like a, a bedroom with a mattress and these receipts. And he's like, look at this. You see this mattress? I bought it at Sears. they charged me three thousand dollars that is the hardest mattress anyone that was uh that market they they lied to me the warranty i want to sue them for to replace to give me a new one i said no i don't do that and i don't think you really have a case that's like you know three years old like no he's like okay forget that i didn't think that was gonna work either (laughs) and i'm just like what's happening and then he tells me let me tell you something i live right by the airport on a balcony, and like it's by the lake, and I know exactly where it is, it's right across the street here, actually. And uh, you can see the airplanes land, and it's really nice, especially at sunset. When are you gonna come over to have a coffee with me? No, and I was like, Did this guy just come to shoot a shot, like he totally just came. Hey, he's my, ninety-two. His daughter looks up. He's like, no, Poppy, I cannot believe you made me bring you here for this. She was like so elegant. She's like, let's go, let's get out. This guy was like super tall, 6 like blue, blue eyes still had hair but it was all gray and like brushed back and he was like let me tell you i watch you on tv and i love your hair and i think it looks so healthy and i was just like this guy so did you go have coffee no I was, I was like well look i'm gonna give you a little cafecito you know cup so you can go have coffee and and you know think of me on your balcony i don't know uh because i'm not coming over <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely mm-hmm. tried to shoot a shot and um dude at 92 props come so on. so they do come on you should have just gone to have coffee with him. i know right it's interesting the daughter's like i'm leaving it's such an embarrassment and I'm so you could have made, made a show you could have recorded it and gone it's but like- i do i i do have um li- you know fans the 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 older clients well, that's or people and uh, they send me Christmas cards handwritten and or oh, they'll just call in to say tell the attorney in Spanish you know like que muy linda hoy that she looked very pretty and we're very proud of her she's representing the Cuban community people here. feel like your family I think yeah so they're very proud that uh, I'm trying to help the community stuff like that so that's the clients that show up but if they do show up they get their their welcome packet here. Now we, we ship it to them. And then the next step is making sure, obviously, the case managers are managing the case and have certain points of contact with them at certain times and make sure that they're answering their calls or calling them X amount of times. But we also do fun stuff in between. Like if we do a holiday or a Thanksgiving card, we send it out to all prior clients and existing clients. So we do direct mailers, right? So that's a direct mailer. That's a marketing piece. And then um, on their birthdays, we send our clients, our current clients, a little scratch off. Uh, lottery thing Mm -hmm. like a birthday card um so they really enjoy that and then at the end of the case when they come in or we meet with them uh to close out the case we give them a closing gift and that is like a different you know bag has a certain type of folder to keep all their documents safe in the future and and you ask for a review yeah, we asked for a review. Yes. We asked for a Google review. Okay, good. <laughs> we, um, in the closing packet, there's like a folder that has a QR code on it It's really big. So we tell them like what it's about, and then we ask them to not do it from here, if they can, to try to do it from home or somewhere else. They can um, do it from here. As long as it's yeah. – actually, I would
1: – well, we don't want well, to do, we do
0: it here, but if they're not here, they can okay. see it there, and there's a QR code, they, so they go straight to it. But why Why did you say not to do it from here? Some of them, that they, they don't ha- know how to use it or use
1: their oh, phone so or whatever okay. – um but try to get them to do it from here because have, google knows that bunch. they're here
0: yeah we've done a bunch here okay good. um but it's hard a lot of okay so i had this one client and he was in the conference room. and he's like okay i'll do it and um he's uh <laughs> he's older so he scans the QR code and he's like i don't know what i'm doing so one of my girls gets it and is like trying to help him like look here but the the font was so zoomed out that there's no way he could scroll to like the fifth star, so he can only ultimately give me four stars. And I was like, the girls are like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know what the settings on this phone are, you know. And I was like, yeah. So it was interesting, like things like that do come up because uh, you are you have the dealing, older mm-hmm. community,
1: so and they might not have a Gmail and yeah, no, you, they don't. You run into all these right, all these. So issues. they ran me hand car like you know, their oh.
0: Google reviews are handwritten.
1: You should like have a wall. <laughs> The one thing I will say is like, I can tell that everything that you're doing, like you're genuinely having fun. And I think that's really important as a business
0: owner because your team feeds off of that. 100%. Um, I say the moment it stops being fun, I don't want to do it. So everyone says, how do you do it all? Well, because I'm still having fun with it. To me, it's not like, it's not, it's genuinely not working. I don't want to sound cliche, but um, there really is nothing more satisfying to me to know that, I help somebody or no matter how small the case, um, because it's it's just gratifying. That to me is like the silver lining to all the work I do. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh no, thank you for for coming and, and talking and I'm interested in seeing, we'll circle back and see what happens with the the Google Department of Justice case and stuff. Yes. I hope nothing comes of it.
1: Thank you so much to Amanda for everything she shared with us today. If you found this story valuable, please share it with someone you want to see succeed. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review. It goes a long way to help others discover the show.